It's good to see everybody. Never take it lightly to get to stand before you. It's such an honor to be able to stand and minister. Such an honor to get to tell my testimony. You know, I, I tell it all the time. I tell it when people don't even want to hear it. Amen, I have, even you know, at my job. I, I tell it all the time. I keep it fresh in my mind. I keep it fresh in my mouth. That keeps it fresh in my spirit. Amen? So, Father, I just ask you right now, speak through my mind, think through my mind, speak through my mouth, let this be all of you and none of me. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Father, I want to convey to the people what you want to convey to the people. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, a few months ago, I guess it was a couple of months ago, I ministered about what is faith. And I'm just going to reiterate that just a little bit before I get into to my testimony. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So faith in God is complete trust, complete confidence that God is going to do what He said He's going to do. Amen. And of course, faith is a, is a very vast subject. There's no way we could cover it all in, in one setting. The Lord brought a scripture to me today, Hebrews 11 and 6, which says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I say all of that because where I, from where I started from, you know, I was very, very sick. Um, I had been sick most of my life, in and out of the hospital. First hospital stay that I had, I was two months old, and it just continued from there. I had chronic issues as a child, I had chronic issues as a teenager, I had chronic issues, 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 spirit of infirmity, I found out later. That's what that was. Um, so I did get um, healed in 2017, very uh, dramatically, praise God, 10 major chronic diseases, and these were the diagnoses that I had. Um, in 1992, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and 97 thyroid disease, 2001 mitral valve prolapse with ballooning, which means that my heart wasn't exactly right. 2010, severe gastroparesis, which is stomach paralysis. It means my stomach didn't work. 2011, lazy bowel, which means my bowel didn't work. 2012, probable MS. I had the lesions on my brain. 2016, chronic pancreatitis. That means that my pancreas was 90% de diseased or damaged, so it didn't work. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, celiac disease, severe malnutrition, and failure to thrive. That was just from 92 to 2016. That's not counting all the things from childhood on. So I was wasting away, basically. Um, I, had been, I was at a point where I had not been able to eat solid food in almost two years. I had gotten down to where I was could handle liquids. Um, 
in October of 2016, that kind of went started going by the wayside also. October 2016, I had gotten, lost a lot of weight, and I looked really, really sick, and my doctor kind of uh, put me off work. She said, you're going to die. I said, I know. What, what else do you say? I had been to every doctor. I had been to, as far as Cleveland Clinic, I had been to uh, the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida, and stayed three weeks. I had been to the doctor, every doctor I could go to in Somerset. I had been to every surrounding doctor. I'd been to Vanderbilt. You name it, I had been there. Lexington. Lexington was where I got the final diagnosis of what was causing me to lose weight and not be able to eat. Um, so in July of 2016, uh, Diane, my friend, invited me to come here because Dr. Jacobs was coming here. Well, I didn't know anything about Dr. Jacobs, but I was desperate, so I came. And he prayed for me in July of 2016. I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory because this is really important um, going on to the healing in 2017. Because if you don't know what transpired between 2016 and 2017, then it makes it look like that nothing else was involved, but there was a lot involved. Um, so he prayed for me. I went up and he prayed for me. And he looked at me and he said, Lady, something just left you. Well, all of that time that I had been sick. Now, this, all of this started really bad in 2005. I started having a lot of stomach pains, a lot of issues intestinally. They, in 2006, they took out my gallbladder and they said that was it and it wasn't it because the pain didn't stop and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, so this was years and years of issues, issue on top of issue. And I had three kids, single parent, trying to raise three kids on my own. Um, I had been, went through nursing school. I was a nurse trying to work 12-hour shifts. You know, it, it was just, there was a lot going on in my life. So he come and, and I, I think, I didn't want to say that I was depressed during that time, but I was very oppressed and probably a little bit of depression that the enemy had put on me because if, if the enemy can keep you in fear and in unbelief, and in depression or oppression, he's got you bound. If he can keep you in that mental arena, he's got you bound and you're not going to go anywhere else. Amen? So I believe what happened, what left me that night was the spirit of depression, the spirit of oppression left me. Because I had been praying. I, I had been the worship leader in Somerset. You know, I've stayed in church. I raised my kids in church. It was not a thing of I didn't believe. I was raised Pentecostal. It wasn't a thing that I didn't believe in the Holy Spirit and I didn't believe in healing. I believed in it all. Amen. Someday. <laughs> someday, yeah. You're going to do it someday. And there were different times during that period of time where... Well, the Lord's trying to teach you something. And I would get angry. I, I would, I'm just going to tell myself. I'm going to be real. I will get really angry. Well, God, if you're trying to teach me something, please help me to learn it quick because I'm tired of this. Sure. And, you know, well, if it, if it, Lord, if it be your will, heal Sister Misty. Well, I didn't know any better. That's the way I grew up. 
So, you know, I was thankful in 2016 to get here because I had been praying. God, you know, I, I believe you're going to heal me. Someday, I believe you're going to heal me someday. I, you know, I don't know what is standing, but, you know, I don't, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? So after that service that night, I got an insatiable desire for the Word. Now, I had been in the Word and I'd been in prayer, but it was, I couldn't get enough of the Word. And during that time, my mom's husband, my stepdad was sick, Terry Sullivan, and I went, me and the kids went down there to stay with her. So we were staying with her and I was trying to help her with Terry during that time. But in retrospect, having my own issues, so... Um, during that period of time, I was still working at the first part of it, but I got up one morning, I grabbed my Bible, and I went to the couch. And I just sat there, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, lead me to what I need to read today. And he brought to my remembrance the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Now, you know, I've read that story my entire life been taught that story my entire life but it had a different tone to it that day so he sent me to mark 5 and I'm going to start at verse 22 and behold there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue Jairus by name and when he saw him fell at his feet and besought him greatly my little daughter lieth at the point of death I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live so this was the scene that was going on while the, it, within the story of the woman with the issue of blood. So there was a throng of people around Jesus at that time. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. So Jairus come to get him to go heal his daughter. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood of 12 years, I read that and I thought, hmm, this started in 2005. It was 2016. That's 11 years. Just a little over 11 years when, it, when this gastro issue actually started. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may touch his clothes I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So I read that, and I said, Lord, that sounds like me. 
My problem wasn't blood, but I had an issue that had lasted and lasted, and I had spent all that I had and then some going to the doctor, trying to get it figured out. Nobody had an answer. Nobody had a reason. Nobody had anything. And I said, I told the Lord that day, I said, that sounds just like me. And I know that you are the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, because your word says you are. And that you are no respecter of person. And if you're no respecter of person, if you healed her back then, you would heal me now. But, I don't have faith like that. I realized at that point, the Holy Spirit helped me to discern that, that I needed that kind of faith. The problem was, the block was, I didn't have that kind of faith. I said, Lord, teach me to have faith like that. Now, I had faith. Because you have to have faith to get saved. I had, you have the measure of faith, and you can have the measure of faith, but you still have to grow that faith, just like I was talking about when I, the last time I ministered was exercising your faith. So you've got to exercise whatever part area of the faith that you're needing to grow at that point in time. So I had to start exercising my faith for healing. Didn't know exactly how to do that. So I said, Lord, you're just going to have to teach me. Lord, get me to somebody or something or, or some material that will help me understand this kind of faith because I don't have it. And, of course, you know, I was praying in the Spirit. I was doing everything I knew to do. Um, I went on Facebook of all places, and there was a... John Bevere, a trailer of John Bevere's book, Good or God. And so I listened to the little trailers, like two minutes, and then you could download the first two or three chapters of that book for free. So I listened to the trailer. I download, and I, it was just, I mean, it was just like everything flowed. Every, it, this is what you need to do. So I downloaded it, the, and I don't even like to read. I am not a reader. I love to read the Word, but I'm not just a book reader. Um, so I, I downloaded it, and I couldn't put it down. So then I read the first two, I think it was two chapters, and I couldn't wait to get the book because it was feeding me. It was, it was telling me how to have faith. It was feeding my spirit on what I needed to do and how to get in the Word, how to build and exercise that faith that I needed to have to be healed. So I went through that book. I went through it. Everywhere there was scripture in the book, I went to the Bible just to make sure that it was all right. And it was, sure enough. And, and through that experience and through that book and, and getting in the Word and staying in prayer, I was able to bring about healing in myself that I didn't even know I need to be healed of. There was a lot of mental issues that were going on that, were, that would have continued to block my healing had I not dealt with it. Well, that book helped me to deal with all of those mental issues, all those past hurts and hang-ups that I had that I just couldn't let go of. 
offenses, strifes that from childhood. And I just, I started writing, I mean, if, you, if anybody got my book, they would see that I just started writing, I just started repenting. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, I thank you that you show me this. Lord, I thank you that you're healing me of this. Lord, I let this go. Lord, I let that go. And as I did that, my spirit man, I fed and fed and fed on the word and in prayer, my spirit man started to develop. My spirit man started to get stronger. Now, if you had looked at me physically, I was not stronger. My body was getting weaker and weaker. And there were times during this time that I could not even hardly get out of the bed and make it to the bathroom. Instead of me moving in with my mother to help her, she ended up having to help me and take, help me take care of my kids because I got really, really sick. Because there came a point during all of this that I couldn't even drink fluid. The nutrition that I could drink, I could no longer handle anymore because it hurt too bad. It was too painful. And, you know, there were times where I would come home from work right before the doctor put me off work, and I would tell mom, I'd say, you know, this has got to be what it feels like to starve to death because it's painful. I was in a lot of pain from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. But I was not going to let go of the word. I kept on, I kept on building my faith and building my faith. And as I built my faith, my body got weaker and weaker. At one point, mom said, Misty, you need to go make your funeral arrangements. You're going to die. Didn't you? She said, I don't, she said, she told me, she said, I don't want to be the one to have to do that when you're gone. And you need to figure out where your kids are going to go. You need to get all this stuff done because you ain't going to make it much longer. And in the natural aspect of life, I should not have. I got down below 90 pounds. I didn't really realize how bad that looked until I looked at my daddy and, while he was dying and seen how little he was. And I thought, huh, did I really look that bad? Mom said, yeah, you really looked that bad. But I was not going to let go, even though she's telling me I'm going to die, even though it looked like I was going to die. And there were times, I'm not even going to lie to you, that I would lay in that bed and I would say, God, please just take me on. I cannot do this anymore. And immediately the Holy Spirit would, would come at me and say, what's going to happen to your kids? And I'd say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I want to stay. I want to stay on the earth. I want to continue. I want to finish raising my kids. But my kids were teenagers. You know, Gideon just graduated high school last year, so obviously they were young teenagers. But I was staying in the Word, and I was staying in prayer. And every time I would get a revelation of the Word, Jesus told Peter, upon this rock, upon this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not, shall not prevail against it. So upon the revelation of, of the different aspects of faith and growing my faith, I would call my kids in. Hey, come see me. And I would, listen, I'm giving you pearls here. You need to listen to mama. Every time I got a chance, every revelation that I got, I, I put it on them because I felt like if I didn't tell them who was going to, 
because they wasn't going to church. They were going to church, but they wasn't going to church and getting what I was teaching them, what I was learning, what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. My kids wasn't getting that at church. So I thought, well, if I do go ahead and go on to be with Jesus, at least they will have this. That was important to me. And it should be important to every parent. If the, if the Lord gives you a revelation on something, you need to be telling your kids. I do that even now. The Lord gave me a revelation on something, I'm calling Madison. I'll call Gideon. I'll, call, I'll tell Luke. Whether they want to hear it or not, because I'm sowing seeds. Because they're still young. They're still young in their faith. And, and that's what's going to help them grow. Hallelujah. But... Things seemed to get look darker and darker. The outward man was perishing, but the inward man was being renewed day by day by day. So I finally got to a different physician, and in January I was able to get the feeding tube. And in the min, in the meantime, I did have a uh, get some IV nutrition called TPN that my insurance quit paying for whenever I lost my job completely. So then I went several weeks with nothing but me and Jesus. So he sustained me. He is the bread of life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He is the bread of life. He was my bread. He was my nutrition. He was my water. He was my everything because if I hadn't had it, I wouldn't be here. But I was building my faith, building my faith, and I finally got to a doctor in Louisville, and he's like, well, if you, know, if you have so much small intestine, it's still viable, because my small intestines were really jacked up. He said, if you got this much viable, then you know, we might can put a feeding tube in and feed you that way, and, and we'll see how it goes. They put a temporary tube in. I gained two pounds in two weeks. So he said, okay, we're going to put in the permanent tube. You'll have this for the rest of your life. You will never not have a tube. And um, put it in. Then in March of 2017, March 24th, I never will forget it. I went in for a follow-up and he looked at me and he said, you know, I really hate to tell you this because you're young and I know you're a nurse. And but I just don't know how else to say it, but to say it, he said, you will likely never have food in your mouth again. You will likely never be able to eat food again in your lifetime. He said, because if you did eat a bite of food, it would be so painful for your stomach and your intestines that you would, I would have to send you to a pain clinic and you would have to be on high-powered pain medication and just to deal with it, you'd have to take pain medication 30 minutes before you ate anything, if you were able to eat anything. And then, you know, you'd have other issues that you'd have to deal with after that because, you know, your intestines don't work, yada, yada. And he said, then, eventually, your tube won't work anymore because most of your intestine is damaged. That absorbs, that is the part that absorbs nutrition. So then you'll probably end up with a port and then you'll have TPN until the end of your life and you're a nurse and you know as well as I do that you won't last long past that. I said, well, I appreciate your honesty, but I don't believe that. I believe I'll eat again. 
I believe I'm going to be healed. And so that was March the 24th, 2017. So after that, um, I didn't have a job. And I'd always worked. I was not one that just would not work. I had three kids to raise. So I started baking at home, making, making from scratch, building my own recipes, to make money to feed my kids, clothe my kids, keep a roof over their head and lights on. And every now and then, you know, of course, I would taste everything and I would get it in my mouth and I'd taste it because I I'm, I'm, didn't want to send anything out the door that I had made that didn't taste right. So occasionally I wouldn't get my mouth all rinsed out good and I'd get some of that in my stomach and, and I would immediately know it because my intestines would swell and I couldn't use my tube. My tube would just clamp up, couldn't use it. And there, it would be sometimes a day or two before I could flush it and, use my, and get nutrition again. I mean, that's, this thing was serious. Um, so then, coming up, that was in March, July the 29th. Dr. Jacobs was coming back, and my friend told me, you need to come, you need to come. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, because I, I mean, I, I was still in the Word every day. Most of the days that I was baking and making money for my kids on my side business, I was praying in the Spirit most of the day. I was still in the Word. I was still feeding. I was still believing. I was still building my faith. I was still exercising my faith, exercising, exercising. Because whenever, whenever I couldn't use my tube, I'd say, Lord, I know you got this. I, I know that I believe I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Because see, what happened was, is I had to get someday, someday out of my vocabulary. You are never going to be healed someday. If you've got that in your mind, you're, gonna, you're not going to get healed. Because... Someday's never going to come. Amen. Hebrews 11 says, Now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I got that scripture. I got it. I understood it. Now is the time. I didn't understand everything about healing, but I understood enough to, to keep me going. He was my bread. He was my water. He was my everything. Had I not had that, I still wouldn't have lived. I mean, I was teeny tiny. I, well, I'll just tell you, I was in a size 11, 12, or 10, 12 in little girls' clothes. That is, it was God that kept me alive. Amen. So then Dr. Jacobs came and I was really excited that he had come because I knew something happened to me when he was here before. I knew it. I mean, something, something did leave me, and I believe it was oppression, depression, and that helped me to break through and be able to get in the Word. And so I was excited to come back. So the first night that he was here, I 
had done my baking thing and I had taste tested and it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. So I couldn't wear my backpack. So, but I came and I sat on the edge of my seat the whole time he was speaking. It was just like he was pouring water on a dry sponge. See, I'd been feeding my faith, feeding my faith, feeding my faith, feeding on the Word, praying in the Spirit, feeding on the Word, praying in the Spirit, and, you know, getting revelation, getting revelation. At one point, the Lord told me three times, you'll live and not die, you'll live and not die, you'll live and not die. And so I was holding on to that, I'll live and not die. So... He came and I was just so just enthralled with everything that he was saying because it was making sense. Everything that I had learned, everything that the Holy Spirit had showed me, everything, every revelation was all just blooming. It was all making sense at that point. So then I didn't, the next night, I don't think he had a prayer line that night. But the next night I had went home. I didn't have my backpack on that night because I couldn't. My tube wasn't working. And of course, you know, the enemy comes at you. Every time my tube wouldn't work, the enemy would say, well, you know that, what that doctor said. You remember what that doctor said? This tube, you wasn't, this tube wasn't gonna always work. What if this is the time? What if this, you know, what if this is it? What if you have to go on TPN? You know you ain't gonna last long if you do that. Of course, you know, I was shutting the, I was rebuking the devil. Every time he would say that in the name of Jesus, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I will live and not die. I will live and not die. And see, the Lord told me that I would live and not die. And, and when he told me that, I had to speak that. So whenever the devil would come at me, the, I said, the Lord said, I'll live and not die. <laughs> Amen. 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 So, um, Gideon... That night, the, the next night, I was so weak because I had not been able to have any kind of nutrition whatsoever in my body in 36 hours. That's a long time. And, to, and I was, it wasn't that I was laying in the bed for 36 hours. I was up moving and, and doing my thing, trying to make money. And so I had laid across one of the, a chair that I had because I was that little. I laid across it like a bed. It was a bigger chair. And Gideon came through and he stopped and he looked at me and I said, what is it, bub? And he looked, at, he, he looked me square in the face. And he don't remember saying this, but he did say it. He said, mama, you're going to die. And the spirit of faith rose up in me at that point. And I said, I will not die. I will live and not die. And see, I was contemplating not even coming to church that night. And I said, I will live and not die. And I got up and I said that I'm going to church and that I'm going to be the first one in the prayer line. I'm getting my healing tonight. I'm not leaving without it. In Jesus' name, I am not going to die. So I came to church that night and I sit on the edge of my seat just like I had the night before and I just could not wait till he called for... For the healing line because I was going to be the first one. <laughs> I wasn't the first one because I was very weak and I, I, had, I was able to put my food back on right before I come to church. But had I not been building my faith, been in the Word, in prayer, praying in the Spirit, you know, there was other 
materials out there that the Lord directed me to, to read and to feed on, to help me to develop my faith for healing um, specifically. Had I not been doing that all of that time, the outcome might have been a little different because I was raised Church of God of Prophecy. And I'm not calling that any denomination, but that's just how I was raised. So, you know, I was raised Pentecostal, but there was still some unbelief in there. You know, if you don't mix what you believe with faith, then someday's always going to be here and never right here, right now. Amen? So, um, I had been feeding and feeding and feeding and believing and believing and believing. So, whenever I went, whenever I came to the prayer line, I knew I was going to receive. Because and I had said it in my heart. This is what's going to happen to me tonight. I'm going to get there and I'm going to be healed. But I had spent a lot of time working on that. And I'm not saying that everybody has to spend a whole lot of time working on that. Other people may be way, way ahead of me, but I had a lot of junk stored right here. I had to get out of the mental arena Stay out of the mental arena. Now, the enemy is going to try to always pull you back in that mental arena. Always, always, always. I had to get out, stay out of that mental arena and stay in the spirit realm and feed on the Word and pray and just continually do that. Continually stay in the spirit. Continually stay in the spirit. There's, there was lots of days I prayed in the spirit all day long. From the time I got up until the time I went to bed. And I know that a lot of people may not believe that. And there was times I had to break and talk to my kids or, or whatever. But for the most part of the day, I was praying in the Spirit all day long. Because that's what was keeping me alive. That was my food. That was my bread. He is the bread of life. He, he was my nutrition. In a very literal sense. He is my nutrition today. I could not live I could not stay healed if it wasn't for His Word, if it wasn't for my faith in His Word and in Him and in His power. His power lives in me. Hallelujah. It lives in you. Yes. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives and dwells in me. It's the same power that lives and dwells in you. Amen. Whenever He was sick, the last time we went to Louisville, we were sitting up there in the emergency room and you know I was sitting there and I was praying in the spirit under my breath because you know this is the fifth time we were done we didn't want to be there and the Holy Spirit prompted me to that to that verse the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that lives and dwells in you and I looked at him and I said this is what we're standing on the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives and dwells in you to drive out all manner of sickness and disease in Jesus name Amen. 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 I believed it. I took authority over it. And guess what? Whenever they done the, the test, they didn't find nothing on the outside and a very little bit on the inside. 
we need to exercise our authority. It's our God-given authority. Every promise in this book belongs to us. Every one of them. Not this one or that one. And we leave out that one, leave out that one. Everything from cover to cover that's in here belongs to me. The problem that we have is that we don't utilize it like we should. Now, that was, I got healed July the 29th, 2017, and I'm still healed today. And I will be healed forevermore. Now, that doesn't mean that the devil ain't tried to come and steal it. Because, see, whenever I got healed that night, I said, in, my, in myself, in my spirit, my spirit said to me, no devil in hell is going to steal my healing. So then whenever I got back to my seat with my friend, I looked at my friend. I said, no devil in hell is going to steal my healing. I got it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I flushed my backpack, flushed water through it, turned it off, never used that tube again. I went home that night, and I, I had not even felt hunger. I didn't even know what hunger was like anymore. In almost two years, I'd had no hunger pains because I couldn't eat. So that center of the brain had not even been working. By the time I got back to Russell Springs, I thought I was going to starve. I was starving. So I thought, Lord, i got to have something to eat. And so I, I, my favorite food was tater tots and honey mustard. And if anything was going to set me off, I, I wasn't really testing God. I really wasn't testing God, but that's really what I wanted to eat. And go ahead, child, go ahead is what I felt in my spirit. So I went ahead and I got me some deep fried tater tots and I got me a big old thing of honey mustard and I had tater tots and honey mustard. And never had a pain. Not one. No adverse effects. Now, I couldn't eat a whole lot because my stomach was probably literally that big. But then the next day I went and ate Mexican. And even way before all of this, I, I couldn't. Milk bothered me. This bothered me. This bothered Gluten bothered me. Everything bothered me. Even before I wasn't able to eat solid food, everything bothered me. Well, ain't nothing bothering me now. I mean, really I have to... I took advantage of being able to eat whatever I want, whenever I wanted. So now I, I, have, I have, I am trying to take better care of my body and, you know, better care of my healing because <laughs> I've actually had to lose a little bit of weight. Praise God. Praise God. See, this is not about me and the spotlight's not on me. The spotlight is on God because God is the one that got me through. He got me on the other side because I wanted it. I prayed and I asked and he revealed and he revealed as I prayed and I got in the word and he kept revealing and kept building, kept building. If you don't exercise your muscles ever, if you never, if, if you sat down and never got up again, eventually you would not be able to walk because the muscles in your legs would not work because you didn't exercise them. They would be flaccid. Because if you never use it, 
Think about this, if you never, your, your whole body works through your brain. So if you never use the muscles in your legs, if you, don't, if you sit down or lay down and, and didn't use your legs anymore, eventually you couldn't use them because even the, the neurotransmitters in your brain wouldn't fire to use your legs. How about that? So if you never exercise your faith, it's going to get flaccid. We have to exercise our faith every single day of our lives. There's never not a day that I don't have to exercise my faith. Now, I've, I'm healed and I've stayed healed. But in October of 2017, of course, I'd had fibromyalgia, was diagnosed in 92. But at that point, I had never, until I got healed, I, I couldn't even remember a day I, I didn't have pain in my body. And that was, I was young. And in October of 2017, I was healed up one night. And this is, this, I'm just giving you an example of how the devil tried to steal your healing. I was doing cake, and it was late in the night. And I was in my kitchen, and something hit me in the top of my head. And it was like, just like something hit me in the top of my head whenever I got healed, something hit me in the top of my head and I immediately had pain all over my body. And I heard, and, and I heard the devil say, oh, it's back. See, it's back. And I said, I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. This symptom does not belong to me. It, it is not mine. It is yours. You take it. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. I command this pain to go because, see, I've been, at this point, I've been listening to Dr. Jacob's CDs every day, all day, every day. And so I knew what to do, and that pain left me and never come back. So just because, you know, you may get healed, and just because a symptom comes back does not mean that you're not healed. That just means that the devil is trying to put that back on you. You don't have to take it. It don't belong to you. Jesus not only took, he not only hung on the cross for our sins, he, hung, he took the lashings and he spilled his blood and guts, literally, for our healing, all of it, totally. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Meaning that our healing took place on the cross. He did it then. All we have to do is receive it. And I have had healing of different things time and time again. Not just that, but I've had different healing since then. Why? Because I know how to receive it now. They tried to tell me I had thyroid cancer last year. I don't. But you know what? If I had taken that and said, well, I guess I got the thyroid cancer. I can't, you know, Lord, what am I going to do now? That's not how I approach that. I am healed. By his stripes, I was already healed in the name of Jesus. They tried to tell me 
something else not too long ago. And that didn't come to pass either. Because by his stripes I was already healed. It's already done. I have, I have a destiny. God has a plan for my life. The devil wouldn't keep trying to take me out if he didn't. If, right. if he didn't. Amen. We don't have to take it. Sickness and disease belongs to the devil. Fear belongs to the devil. You know, he is fear. Anything that goes on mentally is based on fear. You know, I've been de- I, I was healed or delivered from major depression. I don't know why I'm going here, but I am. Three times in my life, three times in my life, I tried to take my life. Mm-hmm. In the hospital for it. God wants to deliver you from any kind of mental illness. See, the devil tried to get me to take my own self out. It ain't worth it. Because I have joy, I have peace, I have contentment, I have everything that I need to have in Him. So if you're watching online tonight or if you're in here and the devil is tormenting you with suicidal ideation, you don't have to take that. There is help. There is deliverance. Praise God that I I didn't take myself out. Amen. I wouldn't be here to tell, but somebody, somebody needs to hear that. You can be delivered from depression, oppression, any kind of shun that the devil has to give you. You can be delivered from that. His power is present, never ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't know why I went there, but I did. Somebody got it. Somebody needed to hear it. You know, there are, there are ways to keep your healing. There are ways to lose your healing. One way to lose your healing is to take what the devil has to offer. Amen. When the devil gives you symptoms, you get to choose whether you take it or you don't. I mean, that, that's... It's tight, but it's right. <laughs> You keep your healing by walking in love, first and foremost. Walking in love with everybody. You don't have to hang out with everybody, but you've got to walk in love with them. You've got to keep your heart right toward God and stay away from offense. You know, <laughs> the devil will try to get you into offense quicker than he'll try to get you into anything. Well, that's also, whenever you get into offense, you open a door to the enemy to come in and wreak havoc, not just in your body, but in your mind. So we have to stay away from offense and stay out of strife. And you know, even the workplace, you gotta stay out of strife in the workplace because sometimes that can get a little hairy. 
Amen. Amen. The Lord loves us. You know, you were the joy set before him when he was on that cross. You were. I was. When he was there, he saw every one of us. He saw all of humanity. And that was the joy that was set before him because he was doing, he was making the final atonement so that we could have eternity with him. All we got to do is choose him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He is no respecter of person. He can't change. Healing didn't go away. If He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then healing could not have gone away. The the Word says it it can't return void. This word can't return void. And if healing went away, then the word would be void. Amen? Amen. It's God's will for us to live stress-free, carefree, and in divine health. Amen. You know, Zephaniah 3.17 is one of my favorite scriptures because it says He is singing over you. God is good. He loves you so much He would sing over you. Amen. Amen. He wants us to live in divine prosperity. He don't want His children to live in lack. You don't want your children to live in lack either. Amen. Amen. Divine health, divine prosperity on, on earth as Jesus prayed. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can have heaven on earth if we choose it. Now, you know, the enemy's going to throw things at you. He is. Jesus said, you know, that you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because he's over, we've overcome the world. And we have, we are all overcomers. We have authority. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this um, because the Holy Spirit prompted me to it today. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. If you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, you will still walk on water. Peter didn't sink until he stopped focusing on Jesus and focused on the storm. That's when Peter started sinking. Now, Jesus delivered him. But he was walking on that water as long as he stayed focused on Jesus. The Lord told me this on February the 14th, and I've needed it ever since. We we could all use it. We need to stay focused on Jesus. The more we stay focused on Jesus the more we build our faith. The more we stay in this Word, the more we build our faith. The more we pray in the Spirit, the more we build our faith. You know, your faith may not need to be for healing. Your faith may need to be for something else. Just exercise it. We have to exercise our faith in every area. You know, if we don't exercise our faith, (sighs) 
But then doubt creeps in. Doubt creeps in. That's why the Bible says renew your mind daily. Mm -hmm. Keep it renewed. I've got some scriptures that I pray um, every day. And I, you know, the Lord prompted me to, to write down these scriptures, to take them and put them on my wall at work. And I didn't realize that, you know, what he was doing until I started, I was looking at him and I started praying those scriptures at work. And then I started praying. I've got them hanging up on my, in my office at home, and I pray those scriptures in my prayer time at home. Find you some scriptures and pray the word. Amen. That'll help you build quicker than anything when you're speaking the word. Amen? Amen. Have you helped? Have you been helped tonight? Amen. Amen. Now I do, you know, if you need healing, I would like to put my faith with yours. And lay hands on you. Is there anybody that needs... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Just, just pray. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor you tonight. We thank you that your healing power is here. You sent your word and you healed it all. Hallelujah. 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 From the top of the head to the soles of the feet, I call every joint in this body to be loosed in Jesus' name. I call every bit of arthritis to be driven out in Jesus' name. I call strength to this body from the top of her head to the very soles of her feet in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think it's only right if I could walk thousands of miles to deliver the mess, I could walk thousands Amen. of miles through the Lord. Amen. That's it's going to happen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There might be a blockage, and I don't want that. I don't want surgery. I don't want to be in the hospital. I, I want healing. In the name of yes. Jesus, I command this to be healed right now. Whatever is going on in this body right now, in the name of Jesus, I command it to be loosed and to be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Strength. Strength to this body. Strength to this body. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I speak to this heart. I speak to these lungs. I speak to every ailment that's going on in this body right now. Spirit of infirmity, come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command it to come out. Hallelujah. 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 You're loosed. You're loosed. I know, I know, I know. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. We worship you tonight. We thank you that your healing power is here. We never take your presence for granted. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. Oh, we thank you for the blood. Oh, we thank you for the blood, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 I command every blockage right now in the name of Jesus to be loosed. Every vessel and every artery in this body to be loosed in Jesus' name. To be free-flowing in the name of Jesus. Never to return again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Vessels, you work. Arteries, you work. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, we worship you tonight, Jesus. We worship you. You're the healer. Jesus, you are the healer, and we thank you so much. We thank you for healing us. We thank you that you're the healer. Hallelujah. You didn't just take our sin, but you took all our disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God for every 
Praise God forevermore.